to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the owner of Scottish Football Forums and I'm once again joined by Greg. Hello Greg. Hi Craig. How you enjoy your biscuit? Superb. I'm just, uh, I'm currently devouring my tea, so if you hear about slurping during this, it's only me drinking tea. Aye, soft drinks tonight. Mm-hmm. Not for me, I'm having a can of tenants, but just the one though. And we're also joined by Laurie, who made a return last week. Hello again Laurie. Hello. Oh, welcome back. It's good to have you back, Laurie, because, to be honest, I didn't fancy doing the SPL review this week. So I'm glad you're here to do that, since Chris is on holiday. Glad I can be of some use. Good. Well, it was last week we had a wee bit of a, a, an interesting start to the show, and well, we went off on a bit of a tangent. I sent a message to my dad and, and told him what we were discussing, and then I got a text from my mum saying that I'm very childish. Uh, I don't know why she was aiming at me. She should have been aiming at you, Laurie, but I don't think she heard your bits at the end. What were we talking about at the start? Aye. Okay. What were we talking about we're at talking the start? talking about Fanny Craddock. Was that at the start? Yep. Oh. Aye, she said I'm childish. <laughs> Maybe she thought I was you. <laughs> Pretty sure it was all me, but... Aye, it was you at the end, that's for sure. Oh, aye. So, on this week's podcast, we've got the SPL review which Laurie will read out, and then we'll discuss uh, the interesting points of the games the weekend. I'll read out a, a brief SFL review, because that's where it's at nowadays. Hey, none of your noises, Laurie. I will just edit that out. Get the charity bet. and I'll, I won't tell you what happened with the charity bet last week, but you can guess. And then we'll discuss the upcoming games in the Champions League, the, the Big Cup, and the SPL. So, Laurie, SPL highlights. Have you been watching it? Have you got your review ready? Yep. SPL weekend started on Friday night as Ross County kept up their impressive unbeaten run, drawing 0-0 at Tanadice. Uh, on Saturday, the big game came from McDermott Park as St. Johnson came from behind to shock the champions, getting their first win of the season, beating Celtic 2-1. Uh, Hibbs moved up to second in the table. He said, uh, <laughs> depressingly, uh, with a 2-1 win uh, against Kilmarnock. Uh, Motherwell came from behind to go top of the table. They beat Dundee 2-1 at Dens Park. Uh, Goal Shy Hearts continued their poor run of form. They lost 2-0 at St Mirren Park. Less said about that one, the better. And Inverness and Aberdeen had a share of the spoils at the Cali Stadium, drawing 1-1. So there you go. Well done. So, uh, that's all you need that's it so next week we'll be <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening goodbye <laughs> I thought I'd mention the, the St Johnson game thought I'd start with that and I'll, I'll skip over the, the 0-0 draw on the Friday night because apart from Ross County keeping up their is it 40 games unbeaten it's a long yeah time. 40 ah, yep, I 40. think that, that's all that really is worth mentioning but I on the Saturday lunchtime St Johnson Celtic I got a text from my mate first thing in the morning he had a spare ticket so I ended up going along I was in the St. John's end, obviously, and it's a, a wee bit surreal as uh, it was mayhem around me as they scored their second goal, and which turned mayhem. out to be the winner. Oh, mayhem around me, and I'm just standing there, mayhem pol- politely back. clapping. Mayhem. Oh, there was mayhem. Celtic <laughs> fans weren't too happy, but you know, you know, it's interesting as last season and, and a, a few seasons before that, I would have been like quite pleased at Celtic, not that they'd lost, but the fact that they dropped points, thinking, right, Rangers can capitalise on this, but now Rangers in the third division, I'm just, 
I'm just, I, I don't know, it just doesn't mean as much. So, yeah. I, well, you've got to look at it from a point of view that, let's see, SPL, you know, That's a few it. years down the line, you know, you might yeah. get back here. See, I was never one to celebrate Celtic getting beat just because it's Celtic. It was always a case of, well, it means uh, a wee chance for Rangers, but now that's not the case. Mm. So what do you think about the penalty incident when Commons was taken down? Terrible decision. Do you think so? To understand. Look, looks pretty much like Stonewall penalty red card, didn't it? Well, the, the way i seen it live, I wasn't so sure, but yeah, seen the replay, definitely. Yeah, uh, he took him out. Yep, definitely. Foul, penalty, red card. Can't see why it wasn't given. There was another bizarre decision in the... I know you've went past the game, but the United County game, there was a really weird decision where Tokley put in a challenge. I can't remember who he was putting the challenge on. And um, he claimed he got the ball and the United player claimed it was a penalty. And the referee gave a goal kick. And it just seemed, again, bizarre because it, from my where I was watching anyway in the in the highlights, it looked like it would either be a penalty or a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a, 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 surprise, a surprise when... For St. Johnson and for St. Johnson, because to be honest, they're they're terrible. Even Hearts beat them and kept a clean sheet. I wasn't expecting anything from them on Saturday, and I switched on during the second half mainly because pretty much all my bets were riding on Celtic winning. And uh, the thing that surprised me most is what Celtic weren't even looking like they were dominating the game. It was sort of end to end, and yeah, they did dominate. I'd say the first twenty thirty minutes, and well, scoring in the first three minutes is going to do that. It's going to knock St. Johnson's game plan. But but yeah, I St. Johnson were. were were pretty good. Celtic put in one good performance in the league this season. Every time I've watched them, they've been absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think in this instance, Lennon mentioned the Champions League being an issue. And he said in the radio that if anyone mentions the Champions League prior to an SPL game, he'll scream. So I'm hoping that somebody takes him up on that. A few cracking goals, though. Uh, is that Rowan Vine showing why he uh, once cost £3 million? That was a good shot. It was a bit of a floater. And even Taddy's goal was good. Yeah, three three good goals. Three good goals, which um, yeah. and then what, it's good to see. We've had a we've had a lack of goals in the SPL yeah. in the last. What could have scored the leveller right at the end? Pretty much the last kick of the ball, and somehow managed to get through and goal. I think it was uh, who's the right back for Celtic? Uh, Lustig. Lustig. Aye, he had a, a very good. Or Matthews. Ball. Lustig. I can't remember. It was Lustig, aye, Lustig was playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had a good ball, got what through and goal, and Manus managed to make a save. So it, it could have been, could have been a draw. Wouldn't have mattered. My bets had them to win anyway. Aye, aye. So did what? the charity bet. Aye, I know. Rubbish. What was the? Uh, what was the attendance like? Can you remember? Uh, I counted them loads. Because it looked as though there was unusually big <laughs> gaps in the uh, in the arenas. There was the. I know Celtic got the big stand across to the main stand, which they don't usually get yeah aye, my mate behind, normally sits the there, they had to move and they had they only had one behind the goal the other the other one that was very very sparse was the family section yeah St Johnson's yes, even behind the, the traditional away end I noticed there was seemed to be big gaps big spaces there was Not yeah the they seemed to be a wee bit squashed towards the, the Celtic fans mm. yeah I don't know what the, the pricing was like I got a season ticket seat for that so yeah. Don't know, but it seemed to be fairly busy in the, the main stand, St. Johnson fans. Unusual though for a, a stage in the season to have um, not really at crowds at Perth in Perth. I don't know. Well, Did they know? St. Johnson fans, I don't expect to quit numbers, but Celtic generally proclaim to have the greatest fans in the world and fill everywhere. So I'm a wee bit surprised that they never sold their allocation for McDermott. 
the attendance overall was down as 6,700. So that's pitiful. Three and a half thousand empty seats. That's pitiful. Right. But I was an interesting start to the day. And then, well, Hibs, are we going to give Griffiths uh, no. straight from the corner? We're going to give him a... No. I don't think so. It's their own goal, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not so sure it was going in, but I still like to give him it. I like to think that that was a straight from the corner. Mm, I'm sceptical. Not really matter, but... Yeah. Nah, looked keeper, like it was... keeper looked like a flap at it. Keeper flapped it towards goal and then the defender on the line kind of flicked it up and then was, I don't know what the defender was doing it was, it was a strange I think one. he was taken taken by surprise it looked like yeah bias a great start from Griffiths this season I played the month last month and then well possibly a double at the weekend I don't know I haven't heard an update whether it did go down as an own goal or not no I think it did go down his goal did it five goals already that's a, that's a good start from him aye five five goals it's a good number you can't help but feel that it's just a flash in the pan, though, for Kamara, because seeing some of the highlights, they looked so defensively they were less than convincing. I don't know, I mean, Kamara's equaliser came through a bit of a, a flap with the goalkeeper, Flapping. but there's other, there's, other, there's other highlights that were showing that the defence looked shaky, to say the least, so I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm not that convinced with Hibs at the moment. What's going on with Perez when he was through in goal? He's so much time did he want? Oh, <laughs> and then he took all that time and then he looked over his shoulder and as if he got a fright and then just <laughs> hit the ball without thinking. <laughs> just useless. It was terrible. It was, it was quite similar to uh, Aaron Doran in the Inverness Aberdeen game. And he was oh, doing goal off. Oh, he wanted as much time and he ended up getting tackled from behind. That's just terrible. I never understood. But usually you see worse misses seem to be when strikers take too long with the ball you, know, oh, you don't think about it seem better when they're instinctive unless you know you're a real quality player but they just the longer they take the more they seem to outthink outthink themselves and take too long and wonder where they're going to place it you know it's... Yeah. remember was it Celtic in Europe and I think it was Matthews took a swipe about the halfway line and they missed the ball yeah. and then the guy yeah. ended up through and goal and then Matthews tracked back and the, the guy actually fell over his own feet through and goal and he does that that's a big chance to bring them back into the game, I think. Aye, it's been a good... I mean, I'm not entirely convinced by Hibs either, but to be honest, I, I think it's a rather poor league all-round so far this season. I don't steady think on, steady <laughs> on. Don't remember you... Who, remember who's sitting top of the league? Come on. Oh, wait, go, exactly. That sums <laughs> up. Motherwell no in top. There's no easy games in that league. Motherwell being top. So Aye, I'd... Motherwell struggling against Dundee. What's going on there, Greg? Struggling, nothing. Just making. Yeah. We knew it was in Alba. Thought we'd better make a bit of a, a, bit of a show of it. Got all the uh, Gaelic viewers on. I definitely looked lucky there. What happened to call it? Uh, Colin... We'll move on to that. What happened to call this his number and his name? Did you notice that? Did it fall off? off? He ended up as he, he got a burst nose, so maybe they had to take his top off as well. I didn't, I didn't see that. Because I was the bullies. Motherwell players getting him a bloody nose. Dirty, but they just kick you around, man. Aye, they're they dirty, that's what it is. Stood, they stood far enough off him for his goal. He had about six yards to move into and pick his spot. They're near the boy all day. Aye, bread and butter header that one, eh? Just put it straight back where it came from. That's right, that's right. Aye, Higgins yeah, on fire. Six and three. Aye. Six for the season. Get a fair mess of that. <laughs> don't know what? how the goal. Oh, when you go, he was, he was trying to lob the keeper. <laughs> he was he's he's controlled it. 
Like, he went for a keeper to go to ground and he just flicked over like you did in the final <laughs> side. He just tried to control him. it. His control took the ball. I got I'm not having that. I'm not having that. You sure you watch it from behind the goals? He takes a couple of touches, flicks it on his knee, then just like it. <laughs> this sounds Job like done. a messy goal. <laughs> Job done. And then he knew there was going to be all these people mumping and moaning about his first goal, saying that it was lucky, so he decided to bullet his second one into his head. You ever seen him to head a ball as hard as that in your life? Yeah. Well, take a riff and it. I've seen oh. a header for the halfway uh, line once on YouTube. Aye, it was this last season. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Greg. <laughs> still, still not as good as that. <laughs> still not as good as that. Colin Nish's header was more powerful than the first half. Oh, can't wait, you go. He placed it well. Nish placed his header well. Stuck it around the corner, but Higdon with that big daft ball that he does. Trumped it again. So is that you running away with the league then, Greg? Looks like it at the moment. Over Looks by like Christmas, just... aye. Uh, unbeaten, so um, Aberdeen next week, and then we've got the uh, Celtic up at Fir Park, so two more wins and phew, set the stall out. Right. Are you going to the Rangers game? The cup game? Uh, I don't think so. How? Are no. you going? I am going. Oh, wonders will never cease. <laughs> <laughs> it was only £13. I've got a boat to pick for you about that. What? What's this, what's this rumour that you've got a, some sort of season ticket and you're getting in for 13 quid when it should be 15 oh, I, I got, Is that true? I got the use of a season ticket for that game, so I paid 13 instead of 15 and there was, so you're, so you're, so you're saving yourself two quid? Oh, oh aye, of course I'm going to save one, myself two quid. One of those quids is due to Motherwell because it's a split gate. Right. <laughs> so you're doing mother a lot of money here, so I'll be chasing you for that pound boy. Right. <laughs> Next time I see you, you can get that pound back. Ridiculous. I'm going to squander that, the pound I've saved in a can of tenants. Ah, you'd be lucky you go and buy a packet of you ready salty crisps or whatever it is they're doing there. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to the game. I don't, I, I really don't fancy it at all. I think we'll beat you, but I can't even be bothered getting on, you know. Actually, I would have liked it if you were in the other end. Oh, I wee teams. Uh, interesting playing these wee teams. I'll wait till we get a big team <laughs> in the next round. That's it. So, Laurie, what happened? What happened against St Mirren? What happened with I Ryan just... Stevenson? His miss? What was going on there? I don't know. Maybe thought the post was the way to get him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, to be honest, it's not surprising. I mean, I listened to the game and uh, I just, we basically seemed to have most of the play up until we conceded, but it's the problem with us this season. We don't. We didn't. Again, we didn't have a striker at the start, and I know that John Sutton's he's not the greatest start to the season. But the problem is he's not getting any supply. So dropping him and playing someone out of position up front. I mean, Callum Patterson has went from right back to right midfield to centre midfield to centre forward, and we're what six games into the season. I I'm doubting McGlynn already. In all honesty, we we need to persevere with Sutton. We need to get support to him. You know, there's no point. In, I think he, I don't think he's mobile enough to to play a lone striker at the moment. I, I, I can't, he can't really run the channels so much. But if you get supply into him, he'll score, as he proved at Motherwell. So I think I think McGlynn's I just don't know he messed around with the team too much. I mean, Patterson was unlucky. He had one effort which was well saved, and then he probably should have scored the second chance, but it was a decent block. And then St Mirren scored, you know. Two reasonable goals. The first one was a good strike, although I'd probably question the keeper from that range. And we're just toothless. We just don't have anything going forward, which is why we need a certain, a certain Mr. Scatchel back. Which again, the rumours are, are rife that he's he's on his way back, but I, I don't know what to believe anymore. It's you sure this about... wasn't a dream you had, Laurie? Um, 
No, no. If it was a dream, that would be every day. Then it's, uh, <laughs> every morning I wake up and I think that he's back at back. Ah, at one of those dreams, Greg. Yeah. is if you do if you do sign him they signed him again too late because I thought St Mirren was his favourite team he's you know battered something like a dozen goals in against them in the last two three games yeah two hat-tricks against them against yeah. them as well too late he's uh, signed him last week but I mean it is weird that he doesn't play for anyone yeah I know that it still seems to be maybe it's a pipe dream that'll come back but he doesn't play for anyone and what makes it more weird is that I did an interview with him the other week, you might have seen, and, it's, and he said to me that he'd, he's never had any offer from Hearts. He's not had one offer to consider. So he's not even like he's turned one down. So how do we know we can't afford him if we don't offer him at least something, you know? Yeah. At least if we offer him something and he says no, then, well, you know, we can't afford him. But well, if he's not got any other offers on the table, you may as well just go in with it. The other thing, it seems bizarre. It seems bizarre that no one's picked him up. Someone who's he was you know he's the highest scoring midfielder in the UK last season. No one has no one has picked him up. I think he could do a job for a you know mid mid table championship team. He can he's got he's got the kind of shot on him which means he, he can pick a goal out from anywhere within twenty five yards, the opposition goal. I just I think he's waiting. He's waiting for that offer from us. I think he's waiting for the offer from the Rangers to come in. I see he should the, be picking up all these other diddies for The transfer bans over it's, it's, it's come in now, Greg, so there's no chance of that. But you're right, he could have went to a bigger team. He wouldn't like go Rangers. Rangers anyway. He wouldn't go Rangers anyway. Well, a bigger team like Rangers. He wouldn't go He wouldn't go to the third division at this point in his career. I know for a fact he wouldn't go there. What age is he? 33. Yeah, he's looking for one big one big move, isn't he? One more big move. You remember he turned down more money to move to uh, Crawley because he didn't want to drop down. And they were... Third division, isn't he, a drop down of... That's where it's at nowadays, Laurie. That's wow. the, the, the big... Why do you all got a mid-table third division team? Maybe Peter Head or something, but you know what? <laughs> a wee bit above mid-table. It's, it's almost... almost playoffs. You'll get the playoffs. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, aye, rubbish. And now, I take it you've both seen that the wage the wages haven't been paid again, some players. Aye, tut, tut. Uh, is this not done to a late payment aye, from the SPL? That's what I wonder is going to be interesting, aye. because it's not even... The SPL is having cash problems, and they've mm-hmm. they've not paid us three hundred grand. But I don't think they've paid any of the clubs three hundred grand. I don't think so. But then, what's going to happen when this is paid? Because three hundred grand isn't a lot of money. Well, apparently, out of the forty-five man squad, almost everyone's been paid. Mm-hmm. But it's just a few. It is worrying again because we can't have that big a wage bill now. We've hardly got any players. Yeah. But I suppose we will still have a few on big wages. Uh, I don't know what will happen. Bye, it's, it's worrying. Say. You're right, the fact that it's the SPL's, first of all, struggling, and then Hearts back, struggling again. It's, it's only Rangers now that's, that's on a, a sound financial foot. Green says. Taking a drink of my juice when he said. So, I'll, right, well, we move on and I'll discuss the, the SFL, which is where it's at. Nobody's interested in the Premier League anymore. The folk don't listen for the Premier League. That's what they tell me in the streets. They stop me and say, you're Craig for the podcast, eh? And I say, aye, I am. You're right. And then they say, aye, I do enjoy listening to the SFL banter. I say, good. Right, so in the first division, I guess the standout game was the Morton game, which where they beat Cowdenbeath 4-3. Sounded a decent game. And Partick continued their superb start 
and with a 2-1 victory over Livingston, and they're still sitting top on 15 points out of five games. Can I say better than that? In the second division, Queen of the South are sitting top after a 4-2 victory over Ayr, but probably wouldn't expect anything different after Ayr's poor start to the season, sitting at one point at the bottom of the table. Moving on to the where it's at, as I've said many times before, is the third division. I guess a shock in the third division was East Stirling. Managing to beat Stirling Albion 3-1. <laughs> Telling you, Stirling Albion are struggling. <laughs> that was a shock, I thought you were going to say that. That was a shock. No, well... Aaron were held at home. Well, I, I suppose some would say it's a shock that Rangers drew 0-0 with Annan, but Rangers' away record has been pretty poor, so... No, that, that wasn't too much of a shock for me. Come on, cards on the table. What's your, what's your opinion of these um, these desperately disappointing away results? I really don't know what's wrong. There's, there's folks saying that's the size of the pitch. <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with that. I think that, ah, I think that the fact that the players for Annan and so on are it's treating it like a cup final because you're, you're playing the, the mighty Rangers, That I think that's going to come into it, that they're going to put in that wee bit extra. But Do you not think then it's showing it's showing McCoist has been a really poor manager because he's got he's got a team which I think would you know you're talking with top two of the SPL you should get him with that team the fact is he's even I know he'll probably still win the league but they're dropping points and they're they're not even they're looking at some of the like some of the games I watched some of it against Peterhead and some of the game against Berwick and they were holding on and it's like. Definitely. McCoy's last season was almost a write-off because you couldn't really judge him because of the turmoil and whatnot. So you kind you kind of got away with it. But I had my doubts over him then. But now, I mean, with the players he's got, if he can't get them to put three, four goals past these teams most weeks, and I'm sorry, you can say they're going to be up for it and whatnot, but he's got much better players. You know, he'd, most SPL teams would 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 swap their squads for that for the squad Rangers. Have. Oh, they've, they've easily got a top six uh, squad there. But yeah, I, I just don't know what's going on. And he's like a top six. You're you're outbidding. You know, you're paying players seven, eight grand a week. Yeah, I don't know. McCoy's is maybe. But your players. It, it's strange that teams aren't coming out to just sit in and defend. They they are coming out and and thinking they can have a go. Like Annan could have won a game. Uh, Peterhead should have won. So. Yeah, yeah it's such a one. I don't understand why they didn't. Was it not Beric who scored a goal right at the end? And it's it was... chalked off. Yeah, I. It's such a. It's just a, a different, a different time for Rangers right now. They're sitting fourth with Elgin, Peterhead, Queens Park sitting. If up Rangers don't win that league, top. I twenty points. Then I think McCoy's has had a bad season. Yeah, I think yes, McCoy's could be, his, could be in his way out if, unless these results start improving. Because Green Disney strike me as the type of guy that's. Um, yeah, he's a Rangers man and all this bollocks that we hear time and time again how Alan McCoy's in good favour with him because he's Rangers through and through. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy that will suffer fools gladly to be honest and the more, the more of these dis- disappointing results come out I think he's going to be forced into position of getting shot on McCoy's in his cohorts because they're, they're, I mean, they're just not doing the business they should be coasting that league absolutely coasting they should be thumping teams 4, 5, 6, nothing uh, One it's thing is up. at the end of the day they want to be promoted and if they draw every away game and they win every home game, they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I know that that's that... simplistic because they're going to drop points at home and away, but and they're going to win the occasional away game. But yeah, if but they for... just carry on like this, they're going to be promoted. But for somebody that owns a football club, do you, uh, do you think he would be happy with that type of return 
on the amount of money that they're sharing out in that squad. But then, I don't what, think more, so. what more would you want from the third division? You want the league wrapped up by November. Maximum What's points. Honestly, honestly, they should be looking at maximum points. Other, uh, unless you get maximum points, your squad's underperformed. Are your managers underperformed? Look you're basically like, quality. You're basically like, imagine putting, it is... I think it's the same as putting if you put like Chelsea or Man United in League Two, mm-hmm. and you, it, it's ridiculous. In fact, the golf's probably even bigger because a lot of these like you've got some teams have got will have amateur players or a whole team of amateur players. Yep. Queen's Park are all yep. amateur. Some of the players will be earning what must be earning twenty five, thirty quid a week or stuff. It'd be expensive. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, if Rangers, I thought Rangers would approach it differently. I thought they would try and play a lot more kids and. Um, maybe have a few experienced players cut the wage bill right down, and if that had been the case, then I'd understand this sort of start. But they've not. They've basically assembled an SPL team. Yep. And they look rubbish. They look like they're just another third division team. Which I mean, if you know, maybe you'll turn it around and you'll win ninety percent of the games remaining. But I don't think even playing as they will, even if they get promoted, it's I don't think it's really good enough. Personally, I, I would be I'd be looking at it as a Rangers fan, going, why can we not? Why are we getting outplayed by these teams? There's still a few times. For me, obviously, I'm a Rangers fan, and I think it's natural that I'll, I'll be thinking of excuses. But I think looking at it, it's, it is a, a new team. There's so many changed personnel that it's going to take time to come in. And this is only the fifth league game. There's obviously been some cup games. But on their game, they're destroying teams like well, Easterland after the, the shaky start. Uh, they've beaten Falkirk at Falkirk Stadium and so I don't know I think they just need time to get up and running I think it's just brand new for McCoyst as well I don't think Do you think with these signings though do you think one of the main driving points of these signings is in case they face Celtic and and they're for the cup basically No I I think I think the signings have got the transfer ban in in sight No but I mean in terms of I mean in terms of long term signings that aren't going to be I mean I can understand the younger ones Templeton He's a long-term one, but signings, you know, a few of the signings aren't, you know, say you're looking at three years at least till they're back in the SPL. Yeah. I mean, but even they're talking about McCulloch giving him a long-term deal. I just think I just don't understand why they'd be spending this amount of money on loads of players. It doesn't make any sense to me other than looking at the cups. And I heard that maybe they're worried that if they're in the cups and they get Celtic, they don't want to be absolutely humiliated. I think it would be. I just, perhaps, I, they just, perhaps they can't just be looking at that squad just to try and win the third division because it's ridiculous. No, they'll be looking to win the second division. For, yeah, like, if they need to, they don't get. A, they can't buy any players until the January think, in that season. They would be better. Why? Why pay like players like you know? All due respect to Black, he's a good player, but you know he's going to be he's going to be thirty one, thirty two by the time Rangers back in SPL. Sandaza. Pay exactly players Kyle. like that. You're going to be t- you're talking. You're paying those players thousands and thousands, whereas you could give a younger player his opportunity and two, three years' experience in the first team. He could be a fantastic player by the time you get back, mm-hmm. and and you might only pay him ten, twenty percent what you're paying these players. You know, Sindazas, Kyles, Blacks, they'll yeah. do a job, but maybe there's the the money's there because uh, the attendances are there. So maybe they're just to think that it's not worth the risk, just in case, just in case they end up only just scraping the third division and then struggle in the first half of the second. Maybe they're just thinking, right, it's worth taking this gamble because we're bringing in the money. Manager, though. Then you've got an absolutely terrible manager. Yeah. 
if, if, you if you take that gamble, it's a high-risk strategy. Because I understand what he's done. He's, he's, he's assembled probably as good a squad as he could have got for the money. But that's fine. It's fine if you do that. But if you do that, you need to be going out and thumping teams left, right and centre. And when that doesn't happen, the inevitable questions will follow. Why? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's... I, I, sorry, sorry, Louis. When you send these guys in the summer, and yeah, okay, you've got this transfer window thing, which is which is yeah, it's fair enough. I still think he'd been better signing some good first division players and taking them down to third division and playing them because I think they might have fared far better, certainly away from home, than than the crop of players he's got at the moment because they're more used to playing that level of football Definitely, and yeah. these grounds and these pitches. And they were making the point the other day, you know. I mean, the Saturday's game is different because it's a plastic pitch, but some of the other games are saying, oh, you know, they've not cut the grass and they've not done this, they've not done that. Well, that's what you need to expect. But the best yeah. way to deal Stoke with that... City done it. Stoke City done it to Man City the weekend, apparently. They didn't water the grass, so it was dry, so they couldn't zip it about. Yeah, and they kept it a bit long. I've heard about keeping the, the grass a wee bit longer in the corners to try and stop the, the winger getting in and whipping a crossing. So Dundee did it on Saturday as well. Didn't Dundee they? are guilty of that as well. Yep, left the pitch. Is that your excuse? That's my excuse because we, we pumped them to one. We pumped them. Pumped them. So, the, even, so the egg's right in their face. Even sure. the, the plastic pitch. These players are going to be used to playing in a plastic pitch. Yeah. Surely a plastic pitch would be better for better players because you're gonna. It's going to be perfectly flat. You may be able to zip passes around. Mm, don't say that to McGee. No, he's not happy about plastic pitches. What happened with Fivey at Alloa at the Rex? Duffing his knee. That's right. I know, but yeah, it, it's not good injury-wise, but it's, it's not going to hinder a team with better players. It should be truly oh, benefit yeah. them. In oh, the such play. a such a true surface. You don't get you don't get such... not like that lion grass. <laughs> Lion bass. <laughs> right. I can't believe we just spoke about the third division. How did you rope us into this? <laughs> Aye, that, that's the way it is. I told you, folks, stop me in the streets. Anyway, it's all about the... Fletcher. I hear there's. Uh, we spoke about Stephen Fletcher last week. Was there not some rumblings today that the SFA had? Did his agent not? After I only glanced at a report that his agent said that the SFA had indicated they were interested in mm-hmm. clear the air talks, but they didn't follow it up or something. Oh, I'm just annoyed with that Fletcher. Honestly, he's not invited back. That's official. Are you going to start this? He's a see. Well, what happened? Was it not that he sent a text? He didn't even send it. Four nations. He didn't send, send it saying, to Levine. He didn't even send it to cares. Levine. But anyway, but what, what did he not say? He, he was he need to focus on his place and moves team, so don't consider him for a selection for the the big four nations. Whoa! And that was it. And that's all Levine's only against him, is it? He, not? he sent a text to somebody else, so he didn't even say. No, it to I know, Levine. but but that's not the point. But is that not all it was? The fact that he said he wasn't available for that four nations. Yeah, I thought he'd went in the huff because it was after the yeah. four six zero. Yeah, but regardless of that, is that not what he'd say? He, he oh, that was that, that was the text. Yeah, I mean, he more or less asked not to be included in the in the future squads for these games. They did. He spat the dummy about because I could have been left on the bench somewhere, and clearly wasn't happy. So what he's done is the day after that, he sent this daft text message, and that's where it's all it's all stemmed from. But from what I read today, what supposedly happened was that his agent and, and the SFA had been in contact with each other, and his agent was under the impression the SFA were going to arrange a meeting for. Fletcher and Levine and whoever else to get together and thrash out their differences. And according to his agent, which, I mean, take that with as big a pinch of salt as you like, the SFA never get back to them with a date and a time. So you see McBookie, McBookie tweeted me at the weekend saying a 6-4 to four for Stephen Fletcher to play any part in the qualifiers. Yeah, I've seen that and uh, that includes a change of manager, doesn't it? 
just yeah, just whatever happens is for yeah. him to play any part in the qualifiers six to four. I thought it was decent odds because. I don't know if... See, this is the bottom line. I think Fletcher, he he made a silly mistake. But I just think, you know, Levine's a manager. Part of managing is managing players, managing situations. Surely, but he's the one going, no, no, he's not going to play for me anymore. And it's like, he's the best striker you have. But the the thing is, he he needs to be able to trust the player 100%. What if he decides to bring him off the bench? And what if Fletcher does a a Tevez style? No, I'm not coming, I'm not ready. That could happen because... He didn't want to be included in... A tournament which meant nothing. It was a stupid time this season. Well, right now, for me, I can't imagine ever, ever saying, no, I'm not, I don't want to be picked for Scotland. So, he right now, you're maybe dismissing coming off the bench. He might not fancy it. And Levine needs to know 100% he's got players who are committed to doing... Is that why Commons is in as well? Because Commons also withdrew from that four See, nation. That's the, that's the rumour I've heard, but I've not heard anything official on that. Levine... The last statement he said was he's got plenty of cover in that kind of position. But yeah, I had heard that rumour that it was maybe another bit of a fallout. But like, like all these things, there's, there's fault on both sides. All these situations, there's fault on both sides. And Fletcher was, a, Fletcher was a dick for sending the text message. And he's obviously done it in the spur of the moment. And then Levine's just as bad for, for, for taking the hump and going in the half as well. But if I was Craig Levine and my job was hanging by a thread, I think I would be more or less more um, more open to at least opening talks and sounding the guy out because Levine's, uh, if he's worried about losing face he's arguably going to lose even more face by deliberately keeping this guy out of the squad and I know he probably doesn't want to do it but listen, if, if your job's hanging by a thread and you've got probably the best strike at your disposal who is, appears to be indicating that he would play again, you have to be some sort of half-wit not to pick up the phone and say look but Let's then, get together and we'll, we'll give something out to the media. We'll, we'll, a nice wee made-up story to the media. We're big pals and there's no problem. And then everybody forgets about it. But then it sounds like th- there was moves made. And then, then Fletcher, Udzenki has gone on Twitter and saying, would you, be, would you want to play? Yes. Why does he not then just phone up Levine and say, look, here's where I stand. Levine, I want to did play. Did Levine not specifically say he won't play for, he's not going to play for Scotland as long as I'm manager? Has Levine not specifically stated that categorically he will never pick to, him? I think he wanted to close the door, didn't he? Because he was sick of the speculation. But I, I don't yeah. think that does close the door. I think that's him just telling the reporters, just shut the problem up and is, ask. The problem is, Fletcher will get plenty of chances for Scotland in the future. Yep, definitely. Levine, definitely. Levine is a different story. You know, Fletcher's... Yeah. Playing the Premier League, he's earning millions, he's scoring goals. You can buy his time, he's still reasonably young. Maybe in four or five Levine... years, Miller will be too old. So, <laughs> You know what I mean? Levine, <laughs> Levine's, as, as um, Greg says, Levine's job's hanging by a thread. His time is limited. You know, Fletcher doesn't, Fletcher's not going to go make the first move now, is he? Levine's come out and constantly said he's not going to pick him. Fletcher's not going to go beg, and he'll probably think, right, another couple of games he'll be gone anyway. I, think Levine, I don't think Levine can afford to not include you know, a £14 million striker who can score goals regularly in the English Premier League. I like the look of Rhodes. We still don't know about him at this level. I think he will score goals. I just I just don't think we're in a position... If we were winning games and we were scoring goals, maybe I can understand it, but we're not. We look absolute garbage and we look dire in front of goal. So I don't, see, I, I don't think Levine can afford to not try and ma- at least make moves to go, look, I'm going to talk yeah. to him and we're going to discuss, you know, try and maybe come to some... At least then, if he if he spoke to him and say Fletcher did go no, then Levine can go look. I've approached him. Then yeah. I think everyone would say right, yeah, okay, definitely. fine, definitely. fine. You've approached him. 
I understand now. If, if he's going, if he's going to say no to you, then. But wait, but he's already said no. When? I, I, I he's already, well, he said points. he said he doesn't want to play, so he's already said the first time no. You're saying nah, give him a chance well, 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 a second time. When? 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 Were you when? saying two years time? Okay, when? we'll give him another chance. I looked and I couldn't find anything that ever said that Fletcher said anything other than that. No, sorry, I'm meaning the, uh, the initial text. I'm counting that as yeah, him that saying was, no. But he said no to a, a basically a friendly tournament middle of the season when he was trying to fight for his place and Wolves are fighting for relegation. It's I'm not saying it's a right decision, but it's not it's not like he said I'm never playing for Scotland again. As far as I'm aware, I don't know what the text said, but no, I thought he said something like he didn't want to be included in this tournament. He's focusing on on the club. No, I just think I'd want somebody 100% focused. Somebody I could guarantee. Oh, I think I think if you get him back in the squad, I don't think there would be a more motivated player in that squad than Stephen Fletcher, because he knows the pressure that's on his shoulders, given what's going on in the past and the fact that you know he's had this at a late call. I, I, I think you'd find there was a player who was absolutely 100% determined to do his best, because all eyes will be on him. And do you think for a second that... Yeah, the guys in the top of the army would, would, would have somebody who was, wasn't trying a leg in the side. I don't Can, think I just say, Can I just say, Craig, if mm-hmm. you know, we're all about everyone has to be 100% professional, committed, yeah. blah, 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 no, so you have no second chances. Yeah. So I take it, Al McGregor then, yeah, it's, you probably shouldn't be playing him then, should be after his antics before. What, what the, he went out drinking? Well, the whole drinking thing, literally putting the fingers up to everyone. Well, the, I think there's people said, oh, he was sticking his fingers up at the Tartan Army. I, I don't agree with that, to be honest. I think the drinking was unprofessional, so he had to be punished for that. I don't think he ever came out and said, no, I don't want to play, did he? He stuck no, his not, fingers up because there was a, the paparazzi, or whatever you want to call them, the, the, the press were, were sticking a camera in his face, so he stuck his fingers up. He wasn't sticking his finger up at me, he wasn't sticking it up at you. He was unprofessional, he made mistakes. He was unprofessional, definitely. But he never said he wouldn't play. Is it that? Yeah, that but is... the, fact, the fact of the matter is, the majority of football players are dicks. That's, <laughs> that's not even beyond questioning. But football managers have to get used to managing dicks. You look at you look at guys like Terry Butcher when he was at Motherwell, the whole host of problems with Richie Fornan. Richie Fornan used to go back over to Ireland and play blooming Irish football and all the rest of it when he's supposed to be up resting. But then there's a guy who come back to the club, Butcher could have spat the dummy out and transfer listed him and all the rest, but he didn't, he kept him on, he signed him for Inverness, he's a guy that's doing well and managers, if they're, if they're football managers, they need to be prepared to deal with that side of the game and dealing with guys like Stephen Fletcher, who maybe he's getting a wee bit too big for his boots, is part of the game, that's part of your job as a manager, that's part of the job description and just to stick your head in the sand and say, Oh, that's it, he's had his chance. I, I, I just don't think Levine comes out of this looking very good. Fletcher doesn't either, but Fletcher's just a daft boy. Levine's a grown man. I mean, look at this way. Man City won the Premier League last season. What what revitalised him at the end and had a huge impact on them winning the league? Who came back? The guy, the guy who I wouldn't Tevez. have back. I wouldn't have him. Yeah, but if they'd not brought him back, they, I don't think they would have won the league. See, they were me, missing something. I'd I'd rise above that. I would just say, no, nah, you're rise not. Rise above results and winning things. I mean, I, I wouldn't I have just... him in my team. He went away off to Argentina. He was playing football in Argentina. He, he doesn't. Oh, no, I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, but as as Greg says, football, is a, you've got to manage these. You've got to think of when the right time is. He, he, he lost about ten million with his, you know, with the, the fines and the loss of wages at yep. Man City, and he came back and he and Mancini saw that he needed someone, something else, and he brought him back and he won the league. Would you? I mean, if we brought Fletcher in and you know Levine still doesn't like him, but he scores five six goals somehow turns yeah, it up. Correct. 
if it, if it gets us to the World Cup, Correct. what would I well, say? If it, if it gets us to Brazil, then nobody's even talking about it anymore. You're right, you're right. It would just I be me mumping and moaning. I just had, uh, have you seen Team America? I've seen wee bits, but not really. I just, you know, have you seen it, Greg? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Not the cartoon thing, the puppet thing. Oh, it's brilliant. No, it's just when you said that footballers are dicks and it's about managing them. There's a, there's a good scene about, uh, <laughs> about America being, America being dicks. Other people are pussies, and you need dicks to fuck assholes. And it's it's a good it's a good scene. <laughs> if you look it up, you'll see what I was meaning. Just it just came to my head when Greg started talking right. about. I'll Google it. You need you know. Can we dick. can we move on to the to cover the charity bit? No, we lost. Like <laughs> 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 we already like we already blew that cover earlier on. Aye, that about sums it up. Aye, we lost. It Celtic was... put us down. Celtic. Lost 2-1. The Cowden Beef, they lost 4-3. Arbroath won 2-0 and the Fenland won 2-0. So was... Cowden Beef were the risk. They were the risk. Celtic won that annoyed yeah. me. I didn't even check the other ones after that. Ah. They ruined my ruined two of my bets on Saturday as well. Two out of two. A two out of four, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that was rubbish. Right, so we've decided to let Greg loose on the charity bet and mm-hmm. he has chosen Dundee United to beat the, the wee team in Edinburgh. Right. The Tangerines. Dunfermline to beat Hamilton. And Partick Thistle to beat Cowden Beath. They all home. All homes. All homes. So we've got £10 on that. And that will return £48.46. Oh, he's not as, he's not as risky as me. No, he's not. Right, I've, I've, got, I've got faith. History would um, would point that being risky is not also, also a successful option, however. Right. We'll go so with that and we'll see what we've happens. We've won the square root of nothing. Right. Have we won anything this season? Why not? The first week, I think. I think yeah, we won. Aye. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can put a bet on us not winning. I'll see if McBookie will give us special bets. <laughs> <laughs> right, so moving on. Beyond that, we've got uh, Challenge Cup football during the week. You know, you can bet it's... on like uh, part, you can bet on like loads of non-league football on McBookie. I bet on really good. You can bet on like Dundee Violet, Tapor, and all this nonsense. I put on a line of thirteen just for banter. Eleven came in. That's all right. You know, I was on Betfair, and they've got a like a coupon section. Uh, Normally, it's obviously an exchange, but you can get fixed odds. And but they didn't have any Scottish football in their fixed I odds think... multiples. They don't. They often don't have them on there. Rubbish. So I rubbish. R- rubbish. Ditch them. Go for McBookie because they're good guys and they'll maybe get us that special will the SFF charity bet come in. Yep. See if we can get odds on that. Okay. Can we just the SVL predictions so I can go? <laughs> right. Are you going to talk about the Challenge Cup? <laughs> no, I was just going to say a Challenge Cup quarter-final Rangers against Queen of Souths on <sighs> a Tuesday. Uh, Celtic play Benfica in the Champions League. In the Challenge Cup? It has went up market. Similar standings, to be honest, the Challenge Cup in the Champions League. And then the SPL at the weekend. And we'll rattle through the predictions because I think Greg's want, eh, Laurie's want to go to bed for some reason. Right, Celtic against Dundee. Dream about Rudy Scatchel again. <laughs> so he's wanting to go and Google and, and do more research. You should just steer clear of the Google images. You're not going to find any football rumours in there. <laughs> right, Celtic versus Dundee. I'm going to go for a victory to Celtic because Dundee are ranked despite them overpowering Motherwell. 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Craig, what are you thinking? Ah, easy home win. Uh, three nothing. Larry, who's it? Two nil. Two nil. Celtic. It won't be two nil Dundee, would it? Right, Dundee United against the wee team, and I'm going to go for. Uh, I'll go with the charity bet, and I'll go three one. Oh, you gave us a goal. Yeah, two no nil. goal for me. Two nothing. Same here. Two nil Dundee United. Let's catch your sides, and we're going to win five two. The big Edinburgh, Edinburgh <laughs> team against Inverness. I'm going to go three nil. Three-one, Hibs. Uh, Two-one, Hibs. Kelly against St Mirren. I'm going to go for two-one, St Mirren. One apiece. One-one. Two-nil, St Mirren. Ross County against St Johnson. I'm going to go one-one. I'm still liking this unbeaten run. Zero-zero. Yeah, it's got to be a draw, isn't it? Uh, One each. And then on Sunday, we've got Aberdeen against Motherwell. I think I'm going to go for an away an away victory in this one. I'm going to go one nil. Nil nil. I am going to go. I'm going to go one nil as well. Like my edge. One nil Aberdeen. No. <laughs> no. Nobody got oh. any correct scores last week. Or... Yes, I did. What one? <laughs> Motherwell. I put Motherwell went two one. You went three one. No, I didn't. That's what you said in the podcast. Let right? me look. Let me look. A steward's inquiry. Back through the archives. I've got it written oh, down in my, in my wee black book. Why me? did I put 3-1 in? That's a lie. I put 2-1. Well, no. the black book does not lie. You fix. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it because of what you said about Fletcher. <laughs> oh, what? I had in my head I'd put down. It was the only thing that I was pleasing myself after the weekend. I was like, at least I got a score right in the predictor. <laughs> Maybe that's what you entered in the predictor. But you didn't. You didn't say in the podcast. Mm. Now, nah, uh, if you've not joined the predictor, you can join at forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. You can sign up using your email and password, or you can sign in with your Twitter or Facebook if you're lazy. So uh, that's has got to the end. And before we end, I want to thank everyone for listening. You know, I don't do that at all. I don't. I never mention. I never say thanks for listening because I forget that folk are listening to our rambles. <laughs> so I've actually written it in the agenda to say thanks you hope they're listening well somebody must listen <laughs> they <Surely>. must <laughs> Greg listens you could probably thank them individually hi <laughs> there's Steve from Canada he listens uh, my mum my listened last week but I don't think she'll be listening again I don't think she realised what the kind of content was going to be like we talk about fannies and balls uh, <laughs> dicks this week <laughs> <laughs> Right, but thanks to both of you for coming on and we'll hopefully see you both next week. Ah, I hope see so. me, but I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you via Skype next week. Don't, don't, ruin, the, don't ruin the magic. Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> Sit in the same room and do this. Aye, in front of a live studio audience that are very quiet. <laughs> that are very quiet. <laughs> Some right. canned laughter. Right, but thanks for coming on. Right. And speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.